I'm so honored to be here today. I'm pleased to share the podium with Ralph Holman, Dr. Bert Davis, is this one? Um, Brian Shepard, and Sanford Biggers. And I really want to thank Ralph and the rest of the board of the America Black Holocaust Museum for your tremendous leadership. And I want to congratulate Dr. Bird on his leadership role. We look forward to working with you and welcome home. And I also want to really thank and acknowledge Brad Pruitt, who is somewhere here in the background, uh, for keeping the dream alive. Um, I've had the wonderful opportunity to work with Dr. Berg, with Ralph Holman, and with Brad Pruitt on a number of projects through the years in Milwaukee. And I have to say that these three men, among many others in this room, have worked diligently to keep the dream alive. And I just want to say that I have learned so much from each of you, and I continue to learn, and I want to continue to partner. And I want to take this opportunity to personally thank you, Milwaukee, the Greater Milwaukee Foundation, and we all owe you a tremendous debt of gratitude. Thank you. So at the Greater Milwaukee Foundation, we consider people, place, and partnerships to be the pillars of our work. And our connection with the American Black Holocaust Museum pays respect to all three of those pillars. In People, the American Black Holocaust Museum honors the people, African American men, women, and children of the past who suffered unthinkable violence and injustice. And today, and for years to come, this institution will bring people together for healing, for learning, and to call on all of us to halt the inequities that still exist today. This is a special place, a sacred place, reestablishing the physical home for the American Black Holocaust Museum is both symbolic and significant. And the investment in Bronzeville is an investment in place and an important place we must continue to invest and celebrate the rich history of Bronzeville and to reverse the historic disinvestment that's affecting far too many Milwaukee neighborhoods. We are so excited that our new home is just down the block. And we can't wait to move in with the medical college. And we're committed to investing in our new neighborhood, to listening to our neighbors about what their priorities are as we invest and we pledge to be good neighbors. GMF is proud to partner with the American Black Holocaust Museum. Its mission and message is vital to us all and deserves all our support. A thriving Milwaukee requires we acknowledge the painful truth and learn from our history. We all know that arts and culture is essential to our human spirit inspiring, challenging, teaching, contributing to the vitality of our communities. The arts expands opportunity and brings people together across racial, economic, and social divides. Milwaukee can't wait. We must all act with urgency and philanthropy 
must act with a sense of purpose and urgency. And that is what today is all about. Today, I'm so proud and honored to announce the following. BAM Seated Warrior 2017, a sculpture by acclaimed artist Sanford Biggers, who is with us today, is presented as a gift from the Greater Milwaukee Foundation to America's Black Holocaust Museum on behalf of an anonymous donor. The sculpture was acquired from Sculpture Milwaukee and was on display in Milwaukee in 2018. And we'll get to see the sculpture in just a few minutes. I'm also proud to present a $1 million grant to the American Black Holocaust <laughs> This grant is also made on behalf of an anonymous donor of the foundation. The foundation's board has also approved a $120,000 three-year grant. Both grants will provide ongoing development and support of this important institution. The Greater Milwaukee Foundation is privileged to partner with donors to advance racial equity in Milwaukee. Today, we celebrate the clear commitment of our donors to art, to equity, and to the community. And GMF will continue to invest with intentionality where neighborhood development, arts, and economic opportunity intersect. Investments like Five Points Arts Gallery and Studios, neighborhood murals and sculptures, Black Arts Fest, ABHM, with more to come, including our new home. Now, I'm honored to present a, a million, a check, a fake check, for <laughs> One million dollars to Dr. Bert Davis and Ralph Ullman. And as I turn over the podium to Dr. Bert Davis, I just want to thank and acknowledge our terrific Greater Milwaukee Foundation team, many of whom are here with us today. These gifts do not happen by accident. They are worked on for many years, and I just want to uh, make sure that our Greater Milwaukee Foundation team who put together this event and who helped our donor make this decision really uh, get the support and acknowledgement that they deserve. Uh, good morning. My name is Dr. Bert Davis and I am your President and CEO of America's Black Holocaust. First and foremost, just because we got that check doesn't mean you can't give us any more money. <laughs> Capture that on film and show it to everyone. Okay, and match, yes, match it, thank you, match it. Um, museums have been created through the years to curate experiences. Museums have been created to document our history, our struggles, the things that we have strived to do and accomplish. Museums have captured the essence of all cultures and experiences, ethnicities, inventions around the world. This museum is no exception. Dr. Cameron, through his vision, created what we now want to continue through his legacy, in his legacy, 
furthering his legacy to capture, document, and share and promulgate the American experience through the eyes of African Americans before slavery, during slavery, and most especially after slavery. It is my pleasure to be here. Once again, I want to thank so many people. I have to thank Brad Pruitt, who Ralph described as shy. He's not shy. <laughs> and he is the furthest from quiet I've ever, ever witnessed. Let me just give you a brief little history. Brad Pruitt is a filmmaker. He's not a historian. He's a documentarian. He's not an academician, but he is beloved by everyone who has ever done anything with this museum. It is through his diligence and also the work of Frank Kaplan and Reggie Jackson. Those names shall never be forgotten. It's because of those three people and many, many others, many of which are people that are in here now, who I can say I stand on their shoulders. And it is my esteemed pleasure and honor to continue the, le the legacy of Dr. Cameron. Now, this museum will serve as a space where we curate experiences, but this is more than a museum. This will become an academic center of excellence as it relates to the history of our people, all people in the United States. We must remember that though the stories are told through the eyes, the heart, and the spirit of African Americans, all Americans contributed, all Americans contributed to both the positive outcomes of African Americans. Not just African Americans, all Americans. The, the Greater Milwaukee Foundation has decided, along with the medical college, that they will demonstrate, not just pay lip service, but they will demonstrate that they want to be a part of the fabric of this community, this, the Bronzeville community, which is not unlike any other Bronzeville communities in North America. Bronzeville communities in all urban cities served as the epicenter for economics, arts, and culture. We lost it but now we're re-emerging it, just as we are re-emerging this museum. And it's because of Ellen Gilligan, whom I got to know while I was serving in another capacity at the zoo, and took her and her family for a behind-the-scenes tour. And those of you who ever did one with me know, know that once you see a giraffe up close with an 18-inch tongue, you never forget Dr. Burton. Um, but it's because of Ellen and her staff. And once again, let's give the staff of the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. I just noticed that another esteemed board member just came in, uh, Mr. Reuben Harpole. Reuben, wave your hand. Those of you know who know Reuben know that he is um, the quote-unquote historian of Milwaukee. 
especially black Milwaukee. And um, it's an honor to serve with him. There are so many people to thank that I, I, I can't do it and I won't be hard-headed like Ralph. <laughs> but I do want to... Careful, Bert. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I do serve with the pleasure. Um, uh, but I want to go back to two women, two strong black women. And that's all the women, Malele Cobb. understand that they said literally and figuratively over our dead bodies is the museum going to go away not only that but it's going to remain in the viable space in which it was first founded as a matter of fact the front door to the museum was just beyond that pillar right there it is very very important for us to recognize the strength of these women the commitment and the profound genius of these women and saying, this will not go away. Please, join me in giving them another round of applause. Once again, I want to thank the staff. Um, the the reemergence of Bronzeville is very important for, because this served as the epicenter for history and cultural arts, and we want to reemerge that. Um, you all being here is a testament to your desire to continue this legacy. It's good being back here at this time. The DNC will be here this summer and this is when we hope to open our doors permanently for the public. And um, the one thing I want you to remember is that it's not the experience of the DNC during the DNC that's important. The true essence of the importance of the DNC being here is what we do afterwards. Absolutely. Right? right. What do we do afterwards? How do we continue the great work of this collective community afterwards that is going to be important. Okay, um, I would now like to introduce the president and CEO of uh, Sculpture Milwaukee, who actually is a personal friend, Brian Shepard, and um, he will continue with remarks. Thank you. So, uh, like Dr. Holman, I am uh, not a fan of giving lots of thanks uh, because inevitably you will forget someone. Yes. And like Dr. Holman, I'm going to do that briefly anyway. But I'm going to limit it just to one person. Um, and that is Sculpture Milwaukee's chief curator, Mary Lou Canelli. Um, the Milwaukee version portion of this journey that is Capstone today uh, began when Mary Lou um, reached out to Sanford and, and said, we want to bring this piece to Milwaukee. It's a town and a community that needs it. Um, and so to all of you who are involved with that and the many other people involved with that, and there are many, but we're not gonna thank all of them now. Um, thank you. So museums, especially those anchored in history, exist to inform us today on how to create a better tomorrow. Art should stir the imagination and inspire us. And public's, public art, does so en masse. If there's one thing that these notions have in common, it's that when approached with open arms, they lead to a greater connectivity among the collective, a shared sense of community. And when Milwaukee thrives, it does so 
conflict with a strong sense of community by those who transcend the collective while retaining their authenticity. In the Milwaukee of today, in the Wisconsin of today, and in the America of today, we're sorely lacking that binding sense of community that fosters the success of individuals and the groups where they reside. Beneath the passionate fights that seem to have risen to the top of agendas everywhere, there's a deep hunger for those creations that inspire the collective. Sculpture Milwaukee and America's Black Holocaust Museum exist at the nexus of these concepts. And Seated Warrior is a key point where they come together. When Steve Marcus envisioned Sculpture Milwaukee, he was driven less by his love of art, which runs deep, and more by his understanding of the impact it can have on his community. Public art invites everyone to consider, as individuals, what's before them, but it does so in a way that you can't ignore those around you doing the same. Where it goes from there? Well, that unknown is the exciting part. One of the unanticipated results of Sculpture Milwaukee has been to inspire others to contribute toward and create what is becoming one of the best permanent urban sculpture gardens in the country. And as part of our 2018 exhibition, when an anonymous donor who shared Mr. Marcus's passion for art and Milwaukee absorbed the messages of Seated Warrior, they were inspired to make sure this important contribution to society found a permanent home here in Milwaukee. And where, where else would such a sculpture reside than America's Black Holocaust Museum? Locally created and led, but with a universal that must, story that must be shared widely. This iteration is led by a team that recognizes that stories can and must be told in many different ways if they are to invite the individual to consider the collective. And now those storytelling methods will forever include Seated Warrior. I leave it to the curators to guide each of us toward a greater understanding of what Seated Warrior can help us reveal about ourselves. But it is notable that Seated Warrior already has a success under its belt when it comes to uniting segments of the community. Both Sculpture Milwaukee and America's Black Holocaust Museum are exciting and important fabrics of the cultural and civic, exciting important parts of the cultural and civic fabric of Milwaukee. And, and this part is critical, both know that to succeed in their missions, they must speak to multiple audiences at the same time with the same effectiveness, despite the fact that those audiences need to see and hear and feel different messages. It can be messy and it can be difficult. But Sculpture Milwaukee does not exist to speak only to lovers of art. America's Black Holocaust Museum's audience is not only the African American community. In fact, I would argue that if those two statements were incorrect, both institutions are at best falling way short of the opportunities bequeathed to us by their founders. Seated Warrior ensures that we don't have to worry about that. It is the point of intersection for two of Milwaukee's important institutions, serving as fuel for our larger community to consider solutions to issues of the utmost importance that impact us all. We are delighted that it has hastened our partnership with America's Black Holocaust Museum and look forward to many years of both appreciating Seated Warrior and working with the museum. Without further ado, the person who has made this all possible, um, please, a warm reception.
No, let's make it a fiery reception <laughs> for Mr. Sanford Biggers. Um, thank you all for uh, inviting me out for this unveiling and for this experience. I want to also thank the Greater Milwaukee Foundation, um, Sculpture Milwaukee, and the American Black Holocaust Museum. Lastly, but perhaps most importantly, I want to thank Dr. James Cameron for creating this and helping us all to remember the importance of American history, and in this case, very specifically, the history of enslaved people throughout this nation, and the legacy and the story that must keep being told so that we never forget. Um, as an artist, I was speaking earlier um, with Brad and talking about my art travels around the world to different institutions and museums and galleries but I'm always most excited, most satisfied when it comes back to places that really embody the stories, uh, where the work actually embodies the stories of, in fact. Um, this piece right here, Seated Warrior, is part of a larger series called BAM. And it's a very controversial series I started years ago where I've been taking African sculptures from various regions from the continent, taking them to a shooting range, and literally sculpting them with different caliber weapons. It's a very violent act, I, in fact, don't even pull the trigger because of the close connection to the material itself. But once those pieces and fragments are picked up off the ground after being shot, they are then cast in bronze, and they become fortified, strengthened, impenetrable. And that, to me, is a metaphor for the resilience of Americans and those who are the descendants of that very tragic history of enslavement. And that is the fortification that we need to move forward and proceed in the future. Um, this piece specifically, the Seated Warrior Queen, is the capstone of that series. She, although she went through the same process, the other figures are all named after victims of police brutality. This specific figure ends up being the matron saint, the guardian of all of those descendants, all those other figures that have been shot and um, uh, reemerged. So she is the one who protects us all at the end of the day. So I'm very happy that she has found a home here. In fact, we were talking about this earlier, and through the circuitous um, um, events that led her to come here, it's in fact as if she has come home. So I'm very pleased that she is here with a community that already understands her significance and will promulgate that into the future. So thank you very much.